Squid Comics Podcast 2.0, episode 60. Six zero, huh? Six Just like zero. Don's age. We're going to have to start right? after we'll have one more episode, then we'll start our season two uh, why are you with a new number one. Why are you doing 61? Because people like uh, new number ones. I know, but why are you stopping at 61? Because that'll be the end of the year, and then in January we'll start season two. Uh, but of course, 61 meant we've been going for like, what, two and a half years before we do season two. Yeah, it's a little off. I didn't realize you. Well, the Anchor app lets you do like seasons. Oh, anyway, uh, I'm Drew. Okay. I'm Don. I'm Scott. And we get together every couple weeks, so 26 episodes in a typical year, but you should really throw we have off. a really long season one. Like, anyway, we talk about comics and books and um, TV, movies, stuff like that. Yeah. Well, one of the podcasts I listen to, they're like, season six, episode 151. Oh, that's a lot of episodes yeah. in a season. But it's, they don't They never reset their episode number. Oh, that's weird. Why would so they just said way? season... Well, because think about they it. They want to count how many When you done. think of... It's uh, the best of both worlds. Well, there's several... That's the way TV shows do it. TV that's shows true. go, hey, we're on season five, and we just did episode 100, mm. you know, type thing. So they don't reset their episode number because Are you sure? Of that. I think they I am do. sure I think of they it. They say they season one, episode one. Well, depending on what you're looking at. But then they still count how many episodes are right. total. Uh, yeah, and then they say our hundredth episode, you know. Because it's thing. Walking Dead season so, 10, episode one. You are right. When you're looking, flipping through stuff like, like on Wikipedia Netflix and, and stuff. Not, yeah, yes, but you're yeah. right. They still count how many episodes they've done. They, so we could do the same. We have season two, episode, you know, episode one, one, but we've done 63 episodes. And so then when we get to 100, you can do that. You can still do 100th episode. Yeah. Yeah. We can still count. That's what Marvel does with their comics. Yeah. They put the number of the legacy. The legacy numbering in the new number. numbering. Yeah. The legacy numbering. If only it was consistent or something. But. No, no. Neither here nor there. Hey, you still have that crappy chew board game, too. I just bought it, actually. I haven't played it. <laughs> It I mean, I bought it like a year ago. It I guess wasn't not that bad of a game, it. but if I remember right, I kicked you guys' ass at it the one time I played yeah. it. So. Do you want it then? Because you're really good at it. I'll, I'll yeah, it I want it once. Only, I think I've only played it once. <laughs> I think I've only played it once. Yeah, I don't think I've played well, it we're playing it Friday night. You want to come to game night? There you go. Come on. Come to game we'll night. Chew. We'll play Chew. Uh, the best part about that game was the comic book that came with it. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, speaking of, let's do our news. Uh, John Lehman said he's got some new Chew stuff cooking. He might have Literally, huh? Well, like, yeah, it's just a good pun. But, uh, yeah, he might have, like, a couple, like, projects in the Chew universe that he wants to do. Of course, Rob Guillory is now doing his own thing, so it has to be with a different artist, probably. Which would be tricky. It's not really Chew, then, is it? So, anyway. Hmm. What can you do? Um, Oh, speaking of not news, but... We'll segue right into it. I finally saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Ah, what did you think of that ending? I loved the ending. Good, good. I loved the movie. I think everybody's seen it by now. I'm the last person on the planet to see it, I think, so we can spoil it. What did you do, rent But it? I bought it, actually, on uh, on a streaming, well, on Vudu. Okay. Yeah. Because I figure I'll watch it more than once. It's Tarantino. Yeah, it is Tarantino. And if I'd seen it in the theater, it would cost about what it would cost me to buy it. That's not that on DVD. Correct. You can just buy it on iTunes and Doodoo. You can buy the digital copy. The digital copy. That's what I did. I want the hard copy. I want hard copies of nothing in terms of movies because it really does nothing for me. It does a lot for me. I mean, the only thing a hard copy does, you get to open the thing and put the disc in your player. I mean, if that visceral experience is like your your jam, I guess that's cool. But like a physical book, you know, you're using it the whole time you're reading it. But like if you're watching a movie, you're just popping the disc in. I guess that that's, you know, 
that's my thing though if that's your thing that's cool I mean no no judgment I'm just saying for me it does not feel at this point in my life yeah. I'd rather have space. the shelf space yeah understandable but anyway back to the movie yeah okay so I'm watching it it's a little slow at the beginning I'll admit like yeah. a lot of people said how slow it was and it only something happened at the very end I don't really agree with that, but it was a little slow in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, this is pretty slow. But, you know, once he picked up that hitchhiker and they went to the Spawn movie ranch or whatever, mm-hmm. I thought it had a pretty good pace at that point. I mean, an hour in, it's moving pretty good, I thought. That could be the length of a three-hour film. It well, is two hours and 40 minutes. But yeah. what I loved about the ending is, like, basically, I mean, I guess the it title kind of gave away. It is a fairy tale. Yeah. That's what it said, Once Upon a Time. Yeah. Because it's like it gave a happy ending to Sharon Tate. I'm it like, did. oh, that's cool, man. I know, I agree. Sharon Tate got a happy ending. I yeah. just meant that. How like, cool was that? I, no. I agree. It was his, like, little love story of Hollywood that he, you know, he what he wished to happen that way. way. Yeah. Instead of the horror thing that did happen. Yeah, exactly right. So like, I liked it. It like had I did a, that. It's yeah. like the first Tarantino movie that had kind of like a happy, well, not the first, but it had like a really nice kind of happy ending. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I mean, with you. Cool. I, like, I did. It warmed I, your heart. I, I enjoyed it. It didn't necessarily warm my the, heart. That made me laugh. <laughs> and then at the end, Rick Dalton, I think that's his name, he like met Sharon Tate and now he's going to get in good with Polanski and yeah. revive his career. Career, yeah. So no, it, it was all. It was, it was awesome. a win-win, yeah. And Brad Pitt is probably the coolest dude on the planet after that movie, right? Well, he was that way after Fight Club, but yes. That's true, but he's even cooler. <laughs> but yeah, that's so great. Like, the, I mean, the last scene, I mean, I don't understand why it had to be quite that violent. I know he has oh, to... Oh, just because it's Tarantino. And it's Tarantino, it's but over the top. that violent, though. Okay. Oh, it's It was violent. very over the top. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, the movie was not violent at all all until you got to that point oh yeah right yeah, I would agree. and then it was just like over the top i, was, I mean hateful yeah. it was the same way there's like no oh, yeah. violence and then all of a sudden so, everybody's getting their heads blown off yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah yeah it was pretty squishy when he's like slamming their heads into stuff and you hear the squish squish yeah. squish and that lady's screaming and the dog's attacking her for like five minutes or oh, whatever yeah. He flame throws her, and she's like screaming for like ever. Yeah, yeah, I know. It was. He still had that. It was. It was a great movie. I mean, if you get past the first hour, it was a little slow, but I, I just like Tarantino's style. I like that. I mean, someone's like, well, is it just the one that was different about this? Like some of his movies that dragged, it's because there was too much dialogue. This one didn't have a lot of that dialogue that I thought dragged. Because they're not really talking about other stuff. It's mostly plot-driven. But he's had long it, shots of, like, Brad Pitt yes. walking down a, the Spawn Ranch. Or he had him driving. I mean, just going through Hollywood. I mean, long, cool shots of, like, a historic Hollywood is cool. I mean, who, that's, that's fine. But, and he fine likes doing that, that and so, to a certain extent, too. He yeah. did it in Django Unchained as well in some cases. So, yeah, yeah I don't... I can't say I have a problem with it. I think a lot of it was his way of building up these characters leading up to the end, yeah, you know, you know, type stuff and, and telling a tale, Correct. you know, which is ultimately what he was after. So that's why I don't really, I mean, I don't think that there's, that's necessarily a flaw. It just seems like, yeah, it, it does take a little while to get there though. Yeah. You know, more than it probably should. It took like the first hour seemed like it was a little slow. And then, uh, the other thing, you know, he was trying to build up this friendship between uh, Brad Pitt's character and Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. I don't know if he totally sold that friendship to me. Like, I mean, they hung out and, you know, but I never really saw, like, this warmth of their friendship or that they really cared about each other that much. I mean, obviously they did, and he was trying to sell that, but I don't know that that movie sold it to me with what I saw on the screen. Hmm. Do you agree? I mean, do you think 
I'm off base there. I don't know. I, mean, I, I just didn't feel certain... that connection between them. See, I don't know. Because he kind of... worked for the other guy. and I, mean... I kind of felt somewhat of the connection because of the fact that Leonardo's character stood up for Brad Pitt's character in, a, in several spots, as well as Brad kind of just took care of. He Rick. did. Like, at one point, so, Leonardo was, like, crying, and he was, like, yeah, yeah, kind of exactly comforting right. him yeah, and stuff. So, so they like... kind of did take care of each other in some ways until towards the end where he's basically like, yeah, we need to split up you know now or whatever yeah. and it's just like well okay you know but yeah i felt like there was a fairly decent friendship there between the two of them well there obviously was but i mean i don't know that that he it sold was really it through shown that, through as movie. well as maybe it needed to be yeah. if that was going to be such a centerpiece of the film hmm. i don't know it's not like stand by me where you see these no, kids that's true. That's and you true. feel this like deep bond between these characters you know it's like i, I didn't feel that was there hmm. like it probably should have been okay. but that's not really Tarantino's forte is, is showing powerful, strong relationships on screen. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I mean, that's not really something yeah, he more excels at. Just a strength of dialogue in general. Yeah, I mean, because if I even think of Django Unchained, I don't necessarily know that the friendship between the bounty hunter and correct you know, the black really... guy is the strongest of everything. Yeah, you know, so. they were both very amusing characters, but mm, yeah, I can see some glitch in there. That's that would be the only complaint. But still, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. By the end, I was like very happy. I was too. Yeah, I, I liked the ending mm-hmm. myself. I don't think my mom's seen that though yet. Let's we'll see what she thinks of it because she really likes like it. it. I think she actually yeah. will because well, sure she, she, she loves Tarantino. That. And, She's yeah. not a big Tarantino fan, no. but <laughs> she loves that whole Sharon Tate, you know, type uh, of things, you gotcha. know, whatever. So cool. I think seeing the end, you know, if, as long as the violence doesn't get to her. You know of how over the top it is. I think the actual ending itself, how it is this happy ending tale type of thing, I think she'll really enjoy. Cool. All right. Black Widow trailer. I uh, saw the came out. Black uh, Widow I think today trailer? or something like no, this. I think. Came out yesterday. Was it yesterday? Okay. Yeah, it might have been today. I don't know. I lost track of the days. I think yeah. it was yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Now that you say that, it so. looks decent. Yeah. Yeah. Not too bad. Who the hell is? Uh, Topper or whatever that. Oh, guy. he's Red Guardian. Okay, I, he's means a nothing to Russian. Me. He's just a Russian superhero type. From, yeah, he was in the comics. Okay, so not a major character. By Does he kind of look the part then, for what you would know out of the comics, or not really? Okay, I, I mean, was just I think curious. They've kind of reimagined him. I mean, he has kind of the same costume, but he was more of like a Captain America version of like for Russia. For Russia. Yeah. Okay. So he wasn't quite. Well, I mean, in this, he's supposed to be kind of, you know, old and fat or whatever. Okay. So. Interesting. But, yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, I can't say I've seen anything real movie-related to Did you watch The Irishman? Culture. I have not watched The Irishman. I haven't either. Did you? Uh, How is it? It's just so damn long. It is. I had to break it. I watched it, like, in three parts. Yeah. It was good. It's good. I, it looks good. I'm I really excited like to see it. it. I'm I, just trying to pick my moment because I'm not sure my wife's super excited, but I think she'll watch it. I just need uh, to find so my right wife's time. not going to watch it at all. So. I don't, I maybe had, she won't. Maybe I'm just wishful thinking. My wife didn't even want to watch it. She's just like, oh, I haven't heard good things and I don't know what it's about. I didn't know what it was about. She said she hadn't heard good things? Yeah. Well, People everybody's talking about how long it is. Everybody's talking about how long it is. Oh, and it's boring. That it's boring. That's boring. I didn't hear that it was boring. Well, everybody said about the Tarantino movie. I think people just don't have patience anymore. Oh, I they don't really don't. enjoy that, that discussion. A long. I really liked it. It know. was good. Um, but I didn't have any idea what it was about. All I knew is it had Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Al Pacino and Joe Pesci, 
and it was directed by Martin Scorsese, mm. and it was kind of like a gangster. That's all movie. I knew too. I guess I kind of figured out now that it's about a guy who was somehow involved with Jimmy Hoffa at some point. Yeah, I think the I mean, I think I think kind of shows that. I think as well. I heard that, but other than that, I don't yeah. I watched Into the Effing World season two. Oh, you like that show? Is that a good? I show? do kind of like that show. I don't know why. I can't really recommend <laughs> it, but uh, it is a little enjoyable thing. Cool. I'll yeah. check it out sometime. I also watched the Toys That Made Us. Oh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, ones. people did talk you? about that one. Is that one pretty? What good? other ones are this season? Uh, They're little all Pony. Crap. Oh. My Little Pony was yeah. one. WrestleMania was another. Uh, wrestlers. Yeah, we had to watch the pony one just because my wife was a huge pony my fan. Yeah, Hell, she, we still have tubs of that else. crap. So, um, yeah, it seems like they kind of shot their wad the first two seasons. Did you know they yeah. they did they're doing like uh, there was only one other one, but I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember what it is either. They do um, uh, the movies that made us. No, oh, really. Yeah, there's a series like the movie by the people that do the same thing. Huh. Uh, my wife was watching one on Ghostbusters and then Die Hard. Oh, oh wow. Um, so I haven't even looked it up yet, but huh. um, I listened to it because she was watching it in bed and I was trying to go to sleep and I was listening to the the Ghostbusters one. Hmm. Um, it seemed interesting. That could be kind of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ones is good. Is it? it okay. Because they go, well, the toy part's really cool, but they really go into like, they have Eastman and Laird yeah. are both in it. And then, um, so they talk about their relationship quite a bit, which yeah. they didn't even, there was stuff in it that wasn't even in the... Uh, um, that documentary that they did right. or whatever with cool. Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah. Turtles but they actually kind of like uh, <laughs> dude it's fine I love that show because they'll like <clears throat> they'll play like the same guy over and over again like saying the same thing like uh, they had the uh, oh the uh, president or whatever a playmate yeah and he's a, he's a Japanese or Asian sure. guy he was like no and then they would they would play they would something. keep using that and then go back no. to him. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, man. I mean that whole thing was weird because like um you know, the whole they teen uh Peter or Laird and um Eastman owned it. Yes. And then um Eastman wanted out. Correct. So he Eastman wanted to do like sold, heavy metal. And yeah, stuff. Eastman sold his Part to Laird. Part to Laird. Uh-huh. Well, that and, was dumb. And yeah, and Laird, Laird was like, because Laird was like, I'm never, ever, ever, ever selling this. Like, and I'm then never going to sell it. And then he turned around and like sold it for $60 million like, <laughs> yep. to, to Nickelodeon or whatever. And in, in the show, they're like... Viacom or something. Yeah, Viacom. And then they go like, uh, they, show, they, they show Eastman, and he's like, yeah, and then Laird sold it for sixty million dollars, and then they go to <laughs> they go to Laird. Eastman, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, I didn't get any of that." Because <laughs> <laughs> he already sold oh, it. Man. I was like, "Damn!" But I don't know. That was just well. I'm sure he paid him a pretty good penny when he sold it. I'm probably sure he made a ton not, of money. Not thirty million dollars. Yeah, probably, probably not. not. It was probably like a couple million. Well, well, Eastman made like horrible business decisions. Well, yes, he did forward. too. Like but... he did and Tundra. He even... And that was a disaster. Well, he even admits, like, because when they got, when they signed their first deal for toys. Yeah. Like, the dude that was, like, their, the guy that was the go-between or whatever, like, their business manager, the guy that was in charge of it, like, he sold it to Playmate for, like, $150,000. Oh, wow. 
um, like up front or whatever, but they they got a percentage royalties, or whatever. Yeah. They got royalties, but like they got a down payment of like one hundred fifty thousand dollars. And they were talking to um, Eastman, and the guy I can't remember the guy's name. He's like, yeah, he always told us when you get money you save it. He goes, what's the first thing I bought? A tank. <laughs> He bought like a tank, and he's like, he's like, well, he used to hang out with guys, and we would have, we would do paintball, so it's like I would just hole up in my tank, and let them all shoot other ammo, and then boop, 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 boop. he was a kid. He even says that, like when they started. He was a like, lot younger than. He Larry. was like eight years younger than. He than still Laird. was a kid though. He was. Well, he was like twenty three, and Laird was like. In 30 or When 31. they first started, by the yeah, time they got the started. deal, he was in his 30s. Uh, not really, and that was only like, I was like 87, 88 when yeah, they got their deal. So he was late 20s. Yeah, but then they were, they were like, oh yeah, we got that first check. That was a pretty good check <laughs> from Playmate. He goes, yeah, it was like a million dollars. He's like, that's kind of surreal when, when you get to deposit a check into your banking account for like a million dollars. Yeah. But, uh, I bet. I bet. Yeah, that's yeah. It's a, that one was good. I like that. Okay, yeah. I'll check that one out. Um, but yeah, like I said, the other one was My Little Pony and like uh, we watched the pony one. It was actually pretty funny. It's pretty. They do a good job because the the, the there again, like you're saying, they're talking about who the actual creator of My Little Pony was, and there's like three of them that are all claiming the creation and how they intercut it, you know, and things and. Uh, ask the hard questions and the people hmm yeah well he'll probably you know whatever you know type thing was, was rather funny and the fact that the person that created my or one of them that really designed a whole lot of them before the toys actually got released left the company or something and then the toys got released and it was like this big hit you know and everything else and meanwhile this poor person you know everybody else was partying and getting you know more raises and promotions and all this Meanwhile, this person changed companies and was kind of like, oh, crap, you know, stuck and <laughs> went to, like, some lower company anyway or something, some company that ended up not surviving, I think. Because it was Hasbro, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Was it My Little Because I think Hasbro? My Little Pony was ultimately Hasbro. Yeah. I think one way or another. Well, like, like, stuff like that. So, I mean, it's all work for hire. I mean, those people I'm pretty sure it was Hasbro because I think they were well, talking about how Hasbro was kind of struggling at that time. And needed to hit. Hasbro's always struggling. Have you noticed that? Like, they're always struggling. Oh, yeah. They were. Toy companies are always that way. I don't know why nobody can manage a toy company. They said that Viacom bought it for, like, $60 million. Yeah. And then, like, the next year they launched, like, the new show and, like, the 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 TV or the action figures. Yeah. They made $475 million, like, the first year. Revenue. They paid, well, yeah, they paid $60 million and they made $475. Yeah. But it was in. I mean, nobody, nobody would, um, nobody wanted the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toys like when it first came out. Oh yeah. They went to well, they, until the cartoon hit. Well, no, they made the cartoon first because they were like, "We need to make a cartoon because nobody knows what, what these, these are. toys are." Yeah, so yeah. we need to make a cartoon. So they did I remember like a, watching that cartoon. They did like a five, five episodes. Yeah, that's what I watched. I never watched anything after the five yeah. episodes. But uh, it was like. $1.5 million to make like five episodes oh, of geez. like the TV show. Sure but they had an order for like, they finally got Toys R Us to go on board and they ordered like 6,000 units. Yeah. And they and sold they out sold like in a out. day. Yeah. And then they called back and did like 50,000, like 60,000 units yeah. for a reorder or whatever. But anyway, my brother had a bunch of those. It was interesting. Then I sold them all on eBay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was past. That was post toys. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, that was my thing. My 
Fuck no. My brother's not much younger than you, I don't think. He's well, because that was like... He is a little bit, like, two years younger, so... It was like 87, 88. I think we were living in the house. Wasn't he still in high school? Uh, he might have been. I don't know. Uh, maybe four. Yeah, so. What year was your brother? How old, How much older are you than your brother? Four years. Oh, yeah, it'd be four two years. Because so, you're two years more than, older than Yeah, I something am. like that, yeah. So you're... Well, it's like... 42... 88 or 44. I guess only two years. He may have just seemed younger. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of like how Don does. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was like 88, I think, when that first toy line hit. That's and they were only right. like 6 or Yeah, 10, and so my brother would have been 10 11 figures. or something like yeah, that. So right in that age. kind of sweet spot. I was already 13, kind of growing kind out of that stuff. Amazing how I do remember watching the five-episode series on Liking It and then never watching any of the rest of it because I kind hmm. of moved past cartoons. G.I. Joe was over. Thundercats was over. G.I. Joe. I remember Defenders of the Earth. I liked that show for a while. Brave Star. I watched Brave Star. Oh, I that one. in the morning. So anybody, everybody caught up on Mandalorian? Yeah, yeah. episode four. Excellent. Did you like episode four? Everybody was bagging online on episode four. I, it was I, not my favorite. I liked four episode four. four. I liked it. I it was really, very formulaic. Uh, it probably was, but it had a certain... What the hell? It, what do you expect? I felt like a TV it, show. I felt like it was building up some characters, though. I felt, I felt was, like the first... Two or three episodes were very cinematic. I felt like this last, like it was a continuing story. I felt this one felt very episodic, as in, I'm sorry, more self-contained. Just kind of felt like a bad episode of a TV show. Really? That's what it felt like to me. Okay. Because it wasn't really, like the first three, you're kind of following a Well, you're story. kind of find, following an overall story that does kind of end by the end of three. Correct. And now and, it's kind of like. And now it maybe. Felt just like a one-off. Maybe you could have felt, felt like it was a one-off. But my, pro, my thing was Filler. that I felt like. See, that's what I felt like episode two was in some ways. Although I watching that one again, uh, it it's still very amusing and probably one of the most entertaining of the the, the ones so far. Yeah, but I mean, but this one, I don't know if I necessarily would call this one filler because of the fact that it's it's introducing yet another character. Yeah, it's, it's kind of showing filler. what's going on on some of these other planets. Yeah, uh, you know, it's just definitely overall, adding some layers. To it's what it's adding some you know backstory to our you know anti-hero whatever yeah. the hell you want to call him you know type thing mandalorian uh, i don't know i i liked it uh, overall i enjoyed it I, okay. I i do agree with you with the idea that yes it did kind of follow a simple oh yeah this kind of you know i don't know maybe the it was just... coming to help you know whatever but there's also a little bit of interesting mystery there like the one chick that could shoot the gun you know what the hell is her thing you know going on yeah. you get a little bit more backstory about the mandalorian himself you know and why they wear the helmets maybe or whatever or, or that type of thing you get to see I baby feel like yoda the budget doing maybe took low. a step down too like really yeah. yeah see i didn't know if i've really thought but that either know. maybe i'm just maybe it was just the the set designer that these people are kind of you know more of a primitive culture or whatever yeah so that just yeah. made it feel like less of a could be it didn't feel very star wars to me i guess oh really see i thought it felt probably more so in some cases than some of since, the others but since the since it was so primitive it wasn't really you know science fiction well i guess that may be true but maybe I mean, that think, but think it. of uh, star wars in general i mean we got i know you got the Kashyyyk, you know the sure you, yeah i mean Wookie there's, planet. Boy, there's that was a bunch of, of primitive type thing okay you yeah, got laser weapons at least uh, i guess kind of sort of but after people gave it to him. Uh, I, I know what you're saying, though. But, yeah. There are primitive societies in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's fine. Yeah, I don't know. I liked it. I was all indoor. What about, know, what about the one before that, though? Mm-hmm. The Sin or whatever, in which... Uh, I like that one. You know, he goes in and he gets his money, new armor, and then, and then goes, goes back. Goes back and decides to 
thought that was a cool shootout at the end. Did you like that? Okay. Yeah, it's good. I enjoyed it. Definitely felt... I don't know. Like I said, it was fine. I thought it was... I th- See, episode three, I thought it was a little bit more, maybe in some respects of that, uh, I don't know about predictable, but maybe formula- formulatic. You know, you knew yeah. he was going to go sure. to, back to get well, I didn't know. I didn't understand. Because uh, like, I figured he, if he was going to go back and get it, why did he deliver it in the first in place? first place, yeah. Like, I thought that he would... It was odd that he fulfilled the contract and then went back. Like, I thought that was... Well, he got his money and then decided... Well, to I guess. That's the best way to do it is get paid and then betray me. That that's right. Sense. Exactly. Get my armor and then I'll betray you guys. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hmm. So, anyway. You're being very quiet. Hmm. You like him overall? Yeah. I'm enjoying it. It's fine. It is. It is what it is. It is, it is what it is. the way. Are you watching anything else on Disney Plus? I watched the Imagineering story. No. Uh, I like it just from the documentary aspects, you know, and things and kind of the creation of Disney World and the, the headaches and whatnot that they've had with through that. Uh, but I'm a sucker for a lot of documentary type stuff like that. I watched Free Solo on it uh, cool. because I had never watched that Han while I was on. Say Free Han Solo? Yeah, exactly. Okay. No, it's the one where they're climbing up the edge of a freaking yeah, mountain type thing. What are you talking so, about? Free There's a show solo. called Free Solo. It's about mountain climbing. Oh. Yeah. No but every time I hear it, I think of Star Wars. He, but he thinks of Star Wars because of Solo, you know, type uh-huh. thing. But it's actually talking about the fact of these crazy people that can climb the side of a mountain without any type of other gear, just with their hands. They're not Tom Cruise tying, tying, that tying stuff and whatever too. else, you right. know. So Free Soloing is doing that. You're, you don't you uh-huh. don't have all the equipment. So. I, I saw John Wick 3. Oh, oh, did you? I haven't seen that. I tried to watch I kept falling asleep. Really? But then I would wake up and he'd be fighting people again. <laughs> I would fall back asleep and then I'd wake up again and he'd be falling, fighting people again. I'd be Is like, this movie anywhere? You haven't seen like, John Wick Sweet. I haven't. So I like the John Wick series, the two that I watched. Well, I didn't realize that it was there's another one. I thought three was it. You don't there is three. Do you not well, understand how Hollywood works? There's one, well, I do, two, but usually there's, there's one, three. two, and three. That's and they're making a four. Well, I'm sure they are. That's why they keep doing stuff. But it's but, not out. No, I know. But what I'm saying is you, you're trained with a trilogy. Like, a trilogy ends a story. Oh, okay. I'm the, not trained. The story now. doesn't end. Like, I assumed three was it. Like, oh, that was all. And no. I watched three, okay. and I'm like, okay, it's not over. Nah. Oh, um, okay. I know so, lately Hollywood has loved a trilogy, but... Funny, a lot of trilogies don't I really end. Say, like, I mean, come on, look at the Marvel Universe. they got to keep it going. Well, no, I understand so, that, but... It's not anyway. a trilogy. No look, at the so, Gen- look at the Genesis or whatever, Ter- Terminator stuff, you know? It's not there's a trilogy. A, there's a scene in there. It won't, won't ruin it. kind of is, because they're saying number, the other ones didn't count, and this, this is the last one. I'm guessing they're not making another Terminator for a while. So, as bad as this I was one, kind of done. One more time. At the <laughs> convention... Yes. Uh, what was, convention? At the Aircap. Aircap. Aircap Comic Con? Yeah. I was oh, talking to That's Chris a great convention. Grine. It is. I was talking to Chris Grine and um, Kevin Strom Saturday night at the hotel. And we were just talking about, well, we were talking about Star Wars and Terminator and movies and stuff. And, and Chris was telling me, because I hadn't seen it yet, the, uh, John, John Wick 3. Oh, uh, yeah. And he's like, yeah. He goes, uh, I went and saw it at the theater, like in the middle of the day. Yeah, and there were like it was like me and like three old couples, yeah. like old older people. Like yeah. that was it in the theater. And there's a scene in John Wick three where he's fighting this guy and he's got a knife, and he's like, 
like going to the guy's eye, like he's gonna stab him yeah, in the I eye can't with his knife. And um, he's like, you're sitting there watching it, and he's like, you you're just waiting for him to cut away, because they're always gonna cut away. They don't cut away. They show the knife go like into the guy's eyeball, like slowly go in, and it just goes into his eye. And he's like, I'm sitting here watching this in the theater, and it happens, and there's this old dude in the front, and he just goes. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> like really loud because he stabs this dude in the eye. I had totally forgotten about it. The story. We're sitting there. Me and Barbara are sitting there watching that movie, and he stabs that dude in the eye. And I go, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Barbara looks at me and so I had to pause it and tell her the story. <laughs> but I was just like, I was like, damn! Like it really showed him stab that dude in the eye. <laughs> now I'm gonna have to watch that with my wife and say, Jesus Christ! Jesus Christ! Christ. You'll know it when it happens. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Did someone once upon a time in Hollywood get stabbed in the eye at the end? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. Recently, but anyway, it was pretty good. But we watched. We watched you're like, right, actually. Okay. Anyway, we watched one, two, and three like all in the same day. Uh, That's way too much. Like John Wick. I, like, I can like killing two hours at a time. It's like too much killing and fighting. Like we're sitting there watching and like. Yeah, they're in New York City or whatever, and I mean, people are just dying left and right, like on the subway and stuff, and we're just like, so there's just dead bodies everywhere, and nobody cares. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> it's then, New York City. And then they're like, um, at one point, I think in the third one, like when they sent out to like kill John Wick, and Barbara's like, is everybody in New York a hitman? Yes, they <laughs> are. Like, Everybody's a hitman. Apparently so. I don't know. But it's I like them. I mean, it's pretty good. They're just mindless action, action mindless action. But it's good, good action. Yeah, I would agree. So was there a lot? Okay, so uh, Lawrence Fishburne is in it. Yes, in the movies. Is and I was getting the Matrix. I was getting a really Matrix vibe, and then there's at one point it might have been in. I don't remember which one it's in. When he said red pill or blue pill. No, he said it <laughs> to somebody else. It wasn't Lawrence Fishburne. And, he's, and he goes, "What do you need?" And he goes, "Guns." Lots of guns. Uh, and I was like, I'm thinking that was a line from the Matrix. Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> I started laughing when he, when he said it. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Cool. All right. Comic books. Comic books? We yeah. should talk about I've read a couple. Let's uh, pause. Books. All right. So, we should start the. Oh. Did you read anything? I read a bunch of stuff. You just left it all behind you because you got so much. Huh? Oh. Holy F. A lot of stuff I'm not going to talk too much about because Scott's probably going to uh, read it. Is, read is this the end? This yeah. is the Six Gun this Volume 6. Oh. Only about the first My only like, the end. third of it is the actual Six Gun ending. And then there's two like side series that they did. Uh. One is like written by, isn't even written by Colin Bunn. It's written by Brian Hurt with a different artist. Which is okay, but it didn't really go anywhere. It didn't do much for so, me. So, Brian Hurt is not as good of a writer as Colin Bunn. Hmm. And then there's a, another series that's a little bit better. It's about one of the uh, main side characters and kind of his backstory. It was pretty good. It was cool. written by Colin Bunn and drawn Was by it a little anticlimactic, though, after reading the ending? Of yeah, that's kind of weird the way, yeah. I mean, it was kind of like, okay, well, I guess this is kind of interesting. I mean, as a side story, but yeah, so I, they could have done. done with the. What, story, what did you so. did you enjoy the ending overall? Yeah, I mean, it I was a it, fairly decent I wrap up. It was good. Yeah, it had a okay. it had kind of a big sort of 
maybe maybe I just didn't pick it up, but there was kind of a big reveal for me, and maybe it had been told before, but I didn't realize it up to this point about one of the characters. Okay. So, had a good. Uh, so I need to go back and read the other five then to pick up I the can, big reveal. I considered doing that, but no, I mean you'll get it. I'm just saying I don't know if they it had been hinted at previously or if they, gotcha. and I was supposed to already have known that or if they really did just reveal it. But yeah, no, it's very satisfying. It works. Everything kind of wraps up pretty well. Well, awesome. I'm pretty That's sure good. I ordered it. Hopefully, I'll get my shipment before the. This next. is a series where. I felt and it I got better it. as it went along, though, as well. Also, you know, after the first volume, I was first... not totally sold just because it felt a little cookie cutter to me in some ways. Um, and how fast it kind of, it kind of ended, you know, in a, it felt like it was like a, say, Star Wars. It yeah. ended, you know, a little Correct. Point, you know, and really didn't need to go any farther. And then the following it ones really built up his world and, yeah. and the mythology and everything else behind it. And I really pulled me in a whole lot more. And they, say that first twelve. They talk so. a little bit about that. Even the first six, I would say, is a very self-contained story. Maybe they did it. that on purpose, and it could have ended there. It would have been fine, but because it was successful, they said, "Well, let's keep going, and we'll make the story bigger and kind of expand yeah. the world." And yeah. so they did. But yeah, you read that first trade, which maybe is like is. Six, six issues. Maybe it was the first, and six. it totally could have just ended there. It would yeah. have been a very satisfying read, but they just kind of went into it more yeah yeah no i mean that's but, uh, that's but yeah I mean. the six gun this is the deluxe version volume six i don't know i enjoyed it i mean i'm glad to get the end of the story yay it was fun cool um i wish they'd go back to the dam i don't know what brian hurt's doing i don't know he's not drawing that hmm. i don't know he's enjoying the dam that was the only other book that really had the same vibe as this. She involved in the uh, Kickstarter. Feel the uh, what was the one with the was he was he working with Colin Bunn on the one where they were going to the different levels of hell or whatever the hell that was or something. Yeah, like. isn't that the damned? Was that the damned? Well, yeah. The damned is the one where it's like the gangster type yeah. things with all the demons. Oh, the different. There was the like other hell. one where oh, it was like the oh, the yeah, Navy yeah. Seal type no, people that, that was were a going. That artist. was a different artist, but he it was looks kind of like her. Though. Okay, that okay. was cool, but that was. Uh, but I don't. Remember, I don't even remember. I can't what that remember was the name of it. But yeah, that was. Okay, that was, was, that was over. It didn't. It, it was didn't not successful. Like and yeah. so Hellbreak, I think it was called. Is that what it was? Because they were breaking people out of hell. Oh, yeah. There Hellbreak. you go. Yeah, that was a good series. I wish it would have uh, caught on, <laughs> but I think it could have gone somewhere. I read the Return of Wolverine finally. About damn time. It came out a while ago. Is he ready. back? Yeah. Does he have his well, healing powers back? back? Does he have he's his been back? Uh, and I like you. They got him in like the old costume, right? Bones and things. So this is one through six. One through five. One through five. It's just a, Mc, McNiven did the McNiven whole thing. McNiven did one in five. Oh, because he can't do a monthly. And book. Declan Shavley did. Oh, two, that's three, not four, a bad feeling though. Declan Shavley is, is awesome. McNiven. Well, he's not really. I don't know. I don't think he. I, I, his art was not the greatest. Really? I don't know if it was rushed or if well, they probably not called it in. Matter. Usually, Declan Shelby's pretty awesome. Have you? Are like, you looking at so, five? I'm looking at two. See what oh, Declan okay. Shelby stuff. Yeah, well, you grabbed the one from the back, so that's why I was like, well, this isn't shit. his best stuff, maybe. I don't know. Um, I guess. Yes. Has McNiven always had been slow? Yes. No. Has he always <laughs> been? I. Barry Windsor Smith? Barry Windsor Smith. No, it's funny. I followed him on Instagram. Uh-huh. And he was, like, doing all these drawings that looked a lot like Barry Windsor Smith. 
And he's and people are commenting. They're like, yeah, I'm kind of trying like some new stuff, trying to go with kind of Barry Windsor Smith vibe because I think he was getting ready for this job and it's, he was. And so I think he was. I mean, his he has that thin line like Barry Windsor Smith, but I think he was really trying to go with that kind of vibe with his style. On it's book. very Barry Windsor Smith, like Correct. very, very, very Barry Windsor Smith. Yeah, and I think since he was doing yes. Wolverine, he wanted to kind of get that vibe going. So okay. it was intentional, I believe. All right. Well, I'm just like, has McNiven always looked like Barry Windsor Smith? And I just don't no, remember. No, but like, I mean, I there's definitely similarities in their style. They both have that real fine. Right. You know, but I mean, he's really line. Yeah, he's really. But uh, now it's like I get. Obviously, like you said, I mean, now it's when I read a book, like I just study it. Jeez, I study the line. I study the ink. I study the art and stuff and. There's some really cool things going on there, but it is very Barry Windsor Smith. Yeah, he's definitely going And it, it was really, you know, like, uh, whatever, the Marvel Comics presents the Barry Windsor Smith, the origin. Weapon X. Weapon X. Weapon X-ish. He, Wolverine comes back, but they don't ever show really how he comes back. In yeah, the he's return. really trying to be Barry Windsor Smith. In oh, yeah. They don't show how he came back? No. He just, just appears. He just, he just appears. appears, I guess, unless well, that's it happens somewhere else. But this <laughs> not called, in the Return of Wolverine. But this is called Return of Wolverine. <laughs> you think they'd so. explain it in that book? You would think so, but no. I don't know. Well, don't how was guessing. the series as a whole? Did you enjoy it? It's, I enjoy it. It's all right. It's just Wolverine. It's, it's all right. Wolverine coming back. It was okay. I mean, he can... Because he, he he's been gone since he got turned into like metal at the end of like that... Because Charles Soule wrote that too, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, The Death of Wolverine. Or the Death of Wolverine. Now he's writing The Return of Wolverine. Right. Cool. How long was Wolverine gone? Like three years? A while. I don't know. It cool. seems like not long enough. Not long <laughs> enough. Which now it's weird though because, well, okay, so Wolverine was gone, but Wolverine was never really gone because they had old man Logan that went on. Yeah, it's true. They so, did I mean, you had thing. a Wolverine book. Correct. It was just old man. Old man Logan Wolverine. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't really know that, I never really felt like he was gone. He was gone, gone. yeah, because it was a different version of him. The weird thing is, I mean, they've rebooted the X-Men. Yeah. There's no that. Wolverine book. Like, there's no Wolverine solo book right now. What do you have right there? It looks like a Wolverine. This is Wolverine Infinity it's all Watch. These little problems. Which was another miniseries yeah. that came out right after that. Well, the Wolverine solo book never really felt like an X-Men book anyway, did it? Well, no, but what I'm saying is there's no Wolverine They're not book. doing... Correct. Not it's doing not part Wolverine. of Hickman's thing. But they can still do a Wolverine book. Right, but they're not. Well, they so might saying, still. It's odd saying. that they don't have a Wolverine book out. That is odd. It's odd. One of their biggest selling characters. I, they're probably still working on it. Anyway, Return, Return of Wolverine was good. It was all right. It was all right. It was, it was, a very, it was McNiffin being Barry Windsor Smith and not-so-great Declan Shabley... In between. All right, Scott should do one because then I'm going to surprise him with my next one. Are you? Maybe. Maybe it will surprise See, him. that's very Windsor Smith. Oh, yeah. Well, he cover. did the covers at all. Well, yeah. So, yeah. I read Seven Dwarfs. Seven and some, Dwarfs and Some, some Odd, odd Tales. Oh, sorry, I'm taking your thunder. No, you're, you're all good. You're all good. Uh, Don read this and talked a little bit about it last time. It's by Isaac, Isaac Crawford. Crawford, who happened to be at Air Capital Comic Con. Yes. So, cool. What did you cool. think? I like this. Um, it's, you know, taking some of those grim fairy tales in some ways and maybe putting a little bit of his own twist on it, but those typically were pretty dark, and in this case, it still kind of keeps that overall dark vibe, I think, throughout there. 
uh, along with his art style, I think it kind of really goes very well with the storytelling that he's doing too. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's got a certain, I don't know what it is, but just an overall bleakness maybe to it, you know, and stuff and nothing that's overall cheerful by any means. The first story takes up about half the book there, which is mm-hmm. Seven Dwarfs and, and their finding of Snow White and the chaos ensues from there. I trying to figure out where that thing was going, dude. Like, oh, I agree. So I agree. Weird. I'm like, it what is, it is. is going? Like, are it, the it's kind of bad? It, yeah. The, I don't like, know that anybody was necessarily good, though, were they? The bad guy. So, but it, it's, it's kind of amusing in its way, especially the way that it ends, I thought was kind of funny, <laughs> too. You know, so it's got this little bit of a dark humor, you know, in the, in the first story. So I, I liked it. Uh, then after, <laughs> after that, they... Yeah. After that, they uh, have some like little one shots, and there's another one towards the end of uh, Little Red Riding Hood. That one, and that, that one, one is a little bit you. longer, but it's it's still like only what maybe a half dozen pages, maybe yeah. maybe ten tops, you know. And it's it's kind of a little bit darker tale on the the Red Riding Hood type of thing, but it's kind of twisting it a bit, you know. I mean, it's yeah. it's what not exactly I would say a happy ending, but it's not also the the horror ending that we've heard in the past either. So, um, so I don't want to give too much away there, but it, it's enjoyable of kind of those taking some of those familiar fairy tales, turning them a little bit, especially with, like I said, the art style that he's got where it's, uh, you know, very, uh, well, maybe it's, minimalistic, but yet still gives a good detail. It's, it's kind of yeah. interesting, but yeah. with the, the use of the shading, I mean, you probably, look at that you know too from the whole inking perspective and stuff that, it's very and how it's done he's very mignola-esque yes and mignola very good way to very say that yeah minimalistic too. yeah i mean he he is but he's not yes I mean, he, he's definitely got his own style but it, it is it does remind you of mignola when yes. you look at the first thing you think it's yes kind of yeah. reminds me of Mike I, w- I would totally agree with that and so that's what I told him. Yeah. And if he yeah. finds that offensive, then he should draw differently. Right. right. That's true. <laughs> but I enjoy this. Thank I mean, you for letting me borrow it. It, uh, it was. It's a. It's a quick read as well. You know, yeah. me and my ADD, it just works perfectly. So. She's alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. You know, and I said this is dark, you know, and stuff. But I do admit that that. The, the Snow White, you know, tale there or whatever it does have its amusing moments right. in there with it, especially towards the end, I thought. <laughs> I right. read Morning Glories volumes 8, 9, and 10. Oh, my have God. Have you read these? No. No. So this you, is wrapping up their season one, isn't correct. it? Correct. So basically, all of us read the okay. hardcovers, yes. and he won't put out the last hardcover for whatever reason. I think because they don't have time or sales or... They're trying to sell out of the trades before they put out the hardcover. I Whatever. Um, so I got thing. tired of waiting. So Damn it. I just bought 8, 9, and 10. Do you is... like how it all ends up? Does it answer any questions? It probably answers some questions. Did you read all the rest of them before you read this one? I did not, oh, which well, obviously I should have. <laughs> but uh, it's definitely... I definitely... After reading it, I had to look up a few things on the internet, and I realized a few things, which helped clarify a few things just yeah. that I wasn't getting. Um, but anyway, uh, it it does kind of start to unravel some of the mysteries, but then at the end, it like totally takes a left turn, and you're like, what the hell happened? You know? Right? Oh, really? It's only four issues? I believe so, yeah. I think it's like 12 issues total. What issues is that? 
39 to 42. Yeah, it's probably yeah, only so four. Because I think it was four. about a dozen. Yeah, yeah it was a, yeah. basically a year's worth in each But they're only like twelve ninety nine for four issues. Well, it's a four bucks for an issue. Four times four is 16, so... So you're getting a little bit of a deal. Woohoo! I'm paying four bucks for a floppy, dude. Normally, normally, like, a trade is like five or six. They could have done two trades. Well, that's why it's twelve ninety nine. They should have done two trades, not three. Well, they probably need cash flow, man. I don't know. Yes, I, I don't know. That's weird. It's weird. But anyway, uh, yeah, I thought uh, it was fun to get back into the Morning Glories universe, even though I didn't. So at some point, <clears throat> it's been so long since I've read them, they introduced like the extra characters, like a whole other set of characters, you know? You're right, you're right. I don't know why they did that, because it really added a lot of complexity to an already complex story yeah do you remember like did the kids ever have powers of any kind like was that a thing well um the one chick who died essentially did zoe yeah zoe had powers what was her powers well she had some type of either like telling the future or kind of and all of them i guess in their own way had some powers so at least of the main four he definitely so doubles down on that concept that some of these you know, kids seem like they're manifesting like yeah, some because sort of if you remember right hunter seems to have something because he was seen the same time all the time yeah right? and there was something there in which he had a power but he didn't exactly know what he had gotcha. now if it was a time travel type of perspective who knows because that seemed to be real prevalent throughout his book anyway yeah time travel is big yeah that something there was going on uh jade i know had a power as well but i don't exactly yeah know they what it was. that's where and i didn't remember if she had a power but in this she definitely does and, yes jade you know, does and zoe had a power the only one that i wasn't real sure that it really had a power per se was casey yeah that you never really got a feel there for yeah and i think that the other set of people that they brought in you know the other four uh-huh, whatever, they all i think they sure. all have some type of power correct so it seems like it's fairly common so these people all kind of have powers to some degree but i think that was part of the reason why they were trying to collect them as well correct correct but yeah no i mean you definitely get some um some answers and some conversations and you get to see kind of the at some point, you get to see kind of the head guy or whatever, you know. He doesn't really, oh, really? tell you anything useful, to okay. be honest. But, I mean, he gives hints and he talks. And, so he's know, like the architect and major. Kind of. Yeah, like the, head, <laughs> the headmaster is what they call him. You the know? headmaster, yeah. But uh, there's, a, there's a story running through most of these about, like, uh, Casey is running for, like, student body president or something, you know. And whoever's president gets, like, a face-to-face with the headmaster or oh, whatever, okay. you know. So she, it's kind of about her election and... Uh, Ike is kind of her campaign manager, you know. Okay. Yeah. And so he's always pulling shenanigans or whatever. But yeah, it's it's uh, fun. It's a good. Yes. It's 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 enjoyable. But like I said, it ends and then you're like, okay, I have no idea where we're going from here. I mean, okay. So but, it is kind of cliffhangers from. Oh, here? definitely, total. Cliffhanger. Okay. Yeah. It, right. I mean, it doesn't like. I was hoping it'd be a little more of like a satisfactory kind of, type of thing. Maybe give you an ending and then maybe say, but there's more to but come. It could be. But it didn't really answer much. And then at the end of the thing, you're like in a totally, you're totally confused. Uh, so. freaking We're not confused, but you're totally Because I don't know that they'll loop. ever return to this dang thing. Yeah, I'm sure they will someday, but I, I think don't know so. when that'll be. When Spencer gets bored with other crap that he's doing. Well, I don't even know what Eyes uh, was doing anymore. Eyes was doing a lot of stuff for Archie, I think. Is he? Okay. Archie Comics. I think he's been working a lot of stuff there. And then I think he might... 
Tanya said he had something else cooking up, like another crater own thing. Spencer's uh, been writing like Spider Man. Exactly. Stuff. Spencer's so. been to kind of do But at some point Marvel I think whatnot, he'll so. kinda of build up his you know, reputation doing that and maybe he'll jump back to Morning Glories. You, know? you think so? I guess the book must not have been very profitable for him. I think the book was very profitable for him. I remember talking with Eisner when he was oh, yeah. uh, at your guys' Comic-Con yeah. there, and he made some mention of that killing Zoe was one of their dumbest freaking moves because it was like one of their most popular characters. Oh. And when that actually happened, and Spencer said, no, she's really dead, you know, type thing or yeah. whatever else, you know, that it kind of... Sales went down. Affected things. Huh. Now, how much it affected, I don't really know. but. I can't imagine yeah. anybody reading that book says, "Oh, it's always dead." I'm gonna stop as well it. as I think part I mean, of right. I think part, I think there was a multiple spot of things. Yeah, that happening as well as their overall time taking to to release the next issues and trades and whatever that. Well, was. very few image series so, even get to fifty. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because exactly. Usually the sales drop off enough. And right. You get to about twenty five, you're considered yourself lucky or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So to go to fifty, I'm sure like sales had dropped off. I think but sales then had by that off. point, by that hopefully point, you've got both... enough trades built up that you've, you're still selling trades True. and that. Can but I think both start. Spencer and Eisman's stars were on the rise too, so they were getting yeah. more job offers, which meant their creator own stuff like this started delaying yeah. and things like that. And so once you start delaying your your product, this would be a great Netflix series. Netflix should pick this thing up. Yeah, and then they can then get they a payday, can... and they can go finish the damn thing. Yeah. Of course, they or HBO or pull you know, George R. Their... Martin and just that, let the TV I was just show thinking, yeah, it. HBO they could pick it up as their next series. You know, oh, I did see Lock and Key on Netflix has a premiere date like in uh, February or something. Don't they have like The Witcher coming or something too? The Witcher's coming this month, I think. Okay, what is The Witcher? It's a video game, but it looks pretty cool. It's got a video game property, but it's got Superman in it. Yeah, and so, it's kind of like a Lord of the Rings type looking Superman. thing. The guy who played Superman, what is his name? Harry Ca- Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill or whatever, yeah. Does he have a real mustache? Or do they have to digitize it in? Digitize I think he's got a real beard and mustache thing going on. It looks yeah, like maybe. he, except a lot more mustache. But he's got like a lot of white, long hair. <laughs> or something. like me. See? So, anyway. Yeah, Morning Glories. Morning Glories. Oh, I suppose you want to read really it. Gonna, I, uh, I would think uh, you want to read it. Maybe not. I could be wrong. Not sure. That's going to take all the hardcovers. Well, he oh, no, has he a heart. I have them. I own them. They're all signed. signed. They're all, signed. I know. They're I all drawn now. in by Eisman as I remember well. Now. I mean, I'll still buy the hardcover if it ever comes out. It's like the one comic that I like was a fanboy of and everything, and then it like just yeah. died. Hence the reason why I don't buy comics anymore. Okay. <laughs> Very rarely. Comics you know. will break your heart. That's right. I only buy them when they're totally finished. You know, like Why the Last Man. I went back and bought all those trades after it finished. Good point. Sandman, I did that to that one. Preacher, I probably did the same way. Yeah. So, Preacher's good though. I got caught up on Avengers, Avengers numbers <clears throat> fifteen through twenty-five. Wow. So, buy this comic or we'll kill this. Event. War of the Realms is coming in two months. Mm-hmm. Is this tie into War of the Realms, or they just wanted to let yeah, you know there were, coming? Yeah, there were a couple War of oh, the, the War of the Realms tie-ins. I mean, they're stupid I mean, it is Jason. Oh, they are? Well, of course. Well, Thor is in Avengers, and Jason yeah. Aaron does write it. So, <laughs> yes. Is it mostly Caselli is doing your art? Yeah, McGinnis did a few, and then Caselli did some stuff. Is it Stefano Caselli? Is that his name? Uh, but so. Jason Aaron did all these? Yeah, he's the writer. Yeah, he's the writer. Well, I know he's the writer. Yes, I'm he did all of them. So I was he did all of them. I 
is still the writer mm-hmm. on Avengers. There you go. Star yep. Wars, um, you know? So, yeah, what is that one? Southern Bastards or something? Yeah. Let's see. He writes a lot of stuff. I know. I'm so there were... Thor. I know my writers. Write I don't know my artists. So. He doesn't do Star Wars. It's an era of the I know writer. that. I know. Huh? Kieran Gillen. It's a writer era currently. It's not like the image era where it was all about the artists. Oh, it's all that, about the writers. It's all about the writers. That's what I keep track of. So... They finished up the the Dracula. Well, they didn't really finish it up. But There's a Dracula story? Yeah. I, I talked about it last time because I read a few. That? It was Blade uh, and Dracula. Yeah. Well, maybe I didn't talk about it because oh, okay. I got frustrated because you guys were probably giving me We were probably interrupting time. him a lot. Interrupting me and Can't giving me a hard that. time. Doesn't, that doesn't sound like us. talk. <laughs> so, basically, Dracula shows up like at Russia, um, Russia's doorstep, and he's just like... How close is Transylvania to Russia? I guess it's close enough for him to walk. <laughs> He shows up and he's like, I'm done. I don't want to be Dracula anymore. Wow. Wow. It's not like Spider-Man. You are Dracula. He's like, I know. Isn't that like it's part of his name? Just take (laughs) me. Like, I give up, whatever. I don't even want to blah, blah, blah. And so... Wow, take him where? Back to Russia and put him in prison. Um, Because there's these other... So Blade's in it and there's these other... uh, There's these vampire hunters that are going around. Wouldn't Blade just stab him right in the heart with a wooden stake? But Blade's Uh, not there. Oh. No, he goes to, like, Russia. There's two... There's two things going on here. Two things. So there's these vampire killer hunters or whatever that go around killing everybody. So there's this Dracula story. Then you get, like, two or three issues that are the um, tie-in to the War of the Realms. And then they kind of started it, I think, before. So is War of the Realms actually started then as well? It's over. It's over. Okay, yes. sorry. These are old. So they're tie-ins as well as the War of the Realms. So what you read here was not only the tie-in and the start, but also the actual War of the Realms? No. Oh, War okay. of the Realms was... I already reviewed that. Like, Is that what you talked about ago. last time? Oh, fuck. Okay, Love sorry. Ghost, yeah, Probably I, two podcasts ago. I, I bet you the, you're right. I read the whole War of the Realms yeah, series. I think I vaguely do remember some of this or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which Go, that anyway. was cool because that was... Uh, you liked it? I think Thor's almost over. Like is, it, is it over? I, I know Kate's Thor's over. King Thor's happening right now. King Thor's happening right now. Ooh. Cool. And that's the That's end, the biggest end, crossover. The end. Um, I don't think it's a crossover. What? Yeah, it's just uh, King Thor. It's and then they, Thor, huh? then they start with the... They, they did the Ghost Rider saga, so there's the new Ghost Rider. Don't frown at that. Cosmic Ghost Rider? I like Ghost Well, Ghost Cosmic Rider. Ghost Rider shows up in this, but... Of course um, it is. There's Sweet. a new Ghost Rider that, that got might make it actually worthwhile. He's a Hispanic guy, and he oh, drives yeah. a car. Reyes. Maybe. I don't know. What it, I can't remember what his name is, but... Cool. Uh, anyway, he they have a whole Ghost Rider saga where he goes to... He's being possessed by something, and he can't control his Ghost Rider power, and he ends up going to hell, and he's, like, riding... He's, like... Racing Danny Ketch, who's back in hell or whatever, and so there's like the whole Ghost Rider saga, which I think they were probably bringing Danny Ketch back. Because is Danny Ketch the Ghost Rider, the new Ghost Rider that, uh, uh, what's his face, Aaron Cooter is drawing? No They're idea. launching a new Ghost Rider series, and Aaron Cooter is drawing it. Hmm. Why did they Danny decide to Ketch? have Ghost Rider be a character who like had a lot of different? people as Ghost Rider. I don't know. Why, why can't it have just been... I mean, we don't have like a... Well, it's can't what? Do, original. It's actually the Peter original. Peter Parker's it's always been Spider-Man. Why can't uh, Johnny Blaze be Johnny Blaze. 
Oh, I so now Nicholas you're changing? Cage. Yeah, I'm changing. It was Johnny Blaze, not Danny oh. Ketch. You didn't say that. You said Danny Ketch. Well, I misspoke. Because Danny Ketch is the ghostwriter that I grew up reading. Yes. Really? He was the 90s I didn't ghostwriter. Read the, I didn't read the... Johnny I always thought it was Nicholas Cage. One. That's Nicholas. the actor. We're talking about his alter <laughs> ego, know. Scott. Jeez. But anyway. Um, but yeah, Avengers is good. Blaze. Avengers is That's better. That's right. That is true. Avengers is best when McGinnis is drawing it. Really? Stefano Caselli is... Well, Johnny Blaze is a better name for an alter ego than Danny Ketch. I would agree. Blaze, well, Ghost Rider, is, he's on fire. It's Danny Ketch. With a K. Yeah, so it doesn't really... K-E-T-C-H, not at all. Ketch, like C-H. I know how it's spelled. I read Ghost Rider. Well, I know, but a lot of people probably don't. You I, say catch. I, catch. I catch. 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 Okay. It's probably my name. I did not know that. This... This Avengers Unleashed the, Loki. Loki Unleashed. Unleashed. So wow. this is. Is that uh, tied into the movie? No. Or was this, that like what happened to Loki? And it's written by Andrew? Roger Stern and it's drawn oh. by Ron Lim. Oh. Ooh. It takes place right after like two seven. Right after the Masters of Evil destroyed the mansion. So it's like a. Oh, they went back to that story. They went back to that story, <laughs> and it's after. So but they already did a story after that. Well, this is the story. The after, after? This is the story that should have been after. But so after it's kind of cool one? to go back and see. Like after the one where uh, Jarvis almost quit or before that? Well, Jarvis is still in the hospital because he's effed up. Okay. So Jarvis. So it's like hospital. right after. They're repairing the mansion. So before the issue with Jarvis, like having a sure. change of heart for wondering if Sure. Okay. It probably says in here. So... Was there a part of that Takes story place we were missing? After the events of what Avengers happened in this that we missed in that story? Because it seemed fine when I read it. Yeah, well, I didn't think I needed another issue. Um, Loki. Well, surprise, surprise. It's just cool to like go. Back. You know what have been cool? What? If John Mashima came from the back from the dead and, and drew, drew it. it, that would have been better than Ooh. Ron Lim. Um, what you don't like Ron Lim? No, I do like Ron. Or Lim. Zombie John Mashima would be better. Yes. He, he could probably Zombie John Bushima could probably draw a pretty decent cover because he he was a madman. But it's it's a it's kind of a cool little story. There's a are you get Roger Stern to sign it at um Planet Comic Con? Oh, is he going? Uh, that's he Roy going? Thomas. Roy Thomas. I hate those guys mixed is up. Is Roy Thomas going? I think Roy Thomas is there. Yeah. Anyway, it was a neat little kind of just flashback to. Was that the 80s? Uh, 1977? Flashback. Probably uh, or late 90s. 90s. It's probably 80s. Not 90. This was when we first kind of got started, I think. I don't know. Anyway. Um, Avengers Loki Unleashed. It's a, a, a flashback huh. in time. Wow. Okay. Did you know that, like, you know, they're doing these, like, facsimile editions? Mm-hmm. No. Some of those facsimile editions are sort of better than the... Like the new comics. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Because everybody thinks they're going to be a collector's item. What? Oh, is that what it is? I don't know. I think it's just because they'd rather read an old comic than the new crap they're putting in. I actually bought a couple. I'm sure you did. When, um, when, I, went to, um, when I went to Wizards to do that uh, TV thing, Yeah. I was kind of looking around and I picked up like an uh, old Batman one and another. I picked up a couple. Cool. But... Uh, I haven't bought them like online because a lot of them I, I mean I haven't bought them as they've been coming out because a lot of them I have but these were like older older so 
truck. Does it sound like they're moving furniture up there? It does. It does. I was, wasn't real sure what you had going on. Yeah. Yeah. Is that or some type of just weird? Oh, it sounds like a sewing machine. Ah, that what? could be. You're crafty family. You have a sewing there. machine? We do have a sewing machine. Why is that surprising to you? You got a record player. Why can't you have a sewing machine? I have a sewing machine. It's Christy's sewing machine. That was supposed to be to Emma. That's why I said she wants it when she like moves out. She wants a sewing Are machine you? when she moves out? Long story. Just don't even ask. Okay. But we can go into it if you want. No, that's okay. You no, can go don't. into it afterward. Okay. Yeah, you guys can have the conversation. That's right. Yeah, it's all good. Sweet. It's fantastic. All right, is it Scott's turn? It is my Scott's turn. turn. And yes. Scott wants to take a turn. I would. Gideon Falls. Gideon Falls. It's a time travel book. It, it is. <laughs> very much so, or something to that effect. I told you, though. I, I don't know. I totally missed it, man. Yeah. Until it happened, and I was it, like, oh, that makes sense. Well, something was going on Are you there. buying this? I am. You didn't I love jump time off travel. Like that's good, so. Huh? You didn't jump off like Descender? No, I'm still buying it. I'm just not reading it. Cool. That's probably best for you. Just buy them and don't read them because then you don't quit. <laughs> there you, you just go. keep buying them. You just keep if buying them. If you just kept buying Descender without reading it, you'd still have a full run of Descender. <laughs> if I actually read it, I'll stop buying it. Stop buy reading buy Hickman's it. X-Men so you keep buying it. Right. Oh, there you go. Because you were talking about jumping off X-Men. Yeah. So how long is this supposed to go for? Do they have a as stopping long point? As we okay. get through by it. Uh, I just wondered if they had like. Lemire <laughs> uh, uh, doesn't usually publish when he's going to end stuff. Okay, okay. Something about towards the end of this or something that you made me like think felt, felt like that game. there was something like they had like a timeline set up. What number is that? Well, Lemire doesn't usually keep uh, stuff going too long either. So I'm guessing if it gets past like 25 it'll be a miracle oh, that's guessing cool. it maybe it's wrapping up it Who seems knows? like it's kind of coming together i still like it it's interesting it have it really doesn't feel like much happens though this freaking issue nothing ever happens i mean, <laughs> well, I mean occasionally really they they have those points where it's like wow we walked in the black barn and you know it, it, then people cherry places and yeah you know you find out that the kid that disappeared long ago is this guy that's over guy. there so yeah. you know and you you know there's some tiny whiny crap going on and there's yeah. this other old priest that or bishop that like went forward in time and found this so you know all this crap happens there's stuff that happens but in this one it was yeah. like it's like it just felt like pieces moving to get together. Yeah, the bad guy is in. I think is, I think is in this one thing. These two are doing something in one timeline. Hey, the priest met the bishop, you know, in this other timeline, you know, type stuff. So it's like all these pieces are getting together for some stuff, but really, other than that, nothing really freaking happened. Well, maybe they are heading towards an end game, and maybe he's just moving the pieces around so he can kind of get everything set up. It could the, be for the big finish. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I still enjoy it, and the art in this is just fantastic for the, the, for the story. story. Yeah, like if I saw this art just without the story, I don't think I'd like it that I much. don't know. It reminds but, me a lot of the Daredevil run that oh, yeah, uh, McGee yeah, or whatever was that, that what it was. Or something Believe, like that. yeah. Believe, there yeah, you go. It, it reminds me a lot of that type of style. Yeah, it's very it, photo Dark, gritty, photorealistic. Photo yeah. photo yeah. I agree. Works in this, but... You know, you say that, and then there's those freaking well, yeah, splash this pages, super you know, where yeah, they very... do this type of stuff yeah. that's just fantastic, you yeah. know, for this story. But then, yeah, you're right. I mean, then you get into things like this where it's, you know, got that photorealistic look yeah, to the totally character. But, uh, it's like a surreal believe. Or it, or yeah, it really tribute. is. I mean, I don't know. I really love the art along with this story. That just the cool. two of them together 
really work. I'm just doing a book we're talking about Gideon Falls, number 17. See, we got, we got podcast listeners, too, so we have to, like, yes. be verbal as well. We already talked about that somewhat, didn't we? Oh, maybe we did. Maybe we did. I, I thought I said Gideon Falls. You probably and did. he's asked what is you, so. Yeah, yeah, so, I'm sure. I think it was all in there, but you're right. They, you've said it all in one nice, long piece. It's so, all good, dude. Yeah. It's still good. I yeah. like it. Uh, the This is one of those ones in which, though, I would never buy until, you know, the whole series wrapped up. Correct. <laughs> it's never going to make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Until you read all at once. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if it ever wraps up. Of course, up, to its credit, I do kind of feel like I can know what's going on there. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think I'll Something catch like a lot more on the reread. Yeah, on the reread, yeah. Yeah. Re-re. I would agree. Reread. Do you buy that one? Gideon Falls? I do. We, All right. He asked me that earlier. Did he? I missed he that. Did. See? Damn it. Okay. So I'm, the case is that you need to keep buying it but not read it like we were talking about right because otherwise then it will sales will fall off and it will end without a real no it said i'll keep buying it if i don't read it <laughs> philadelphia huh philadelphia oh, number one yeah did you bought the, that is was this on image the fence. yeah it is i wasn't it's sure image. number one you it. gotta buy it did you buy it no i mean it looked kind of different so i thought maybe i'll give it a shot Mm-hmm. It is different. Uh, it's drawn by Jason Sean Alexander. I think is the artist on Spawn right now. He he has been off and on. So when McFarland decides he doesn't want to draw that day, Jason Sean Alexander draws it. But uh, this so is an interesting story. Time, it's about a dude. He's I believe he's a police officer, and his father is also a police officer in Philadelphia. I think he's in Baltimore. But anyway, his dad passes away, and so he has to go kind of take care of business. Well. His dad was working on a case in Philadelphia, and the case he was looking on, working on, as he kind of digs into it and reads his dad's diary, turns out that he, it's like vampires were like, you know, coming around, and so his dad vampires had, are real. Vampires are real. His dad had stumbled onto like a group of them in Philadelphia, and that's how he died. And now his son, who does not have a good relationship with his father, is kind of take any relationship with his father now. That's dead. true. He's dead, but the relationship <laughs> he had before he died was not good. Um, anyway, he's wow. he's starting to dig into what his father was into and trying to solve this mystery of how there's vampires in Philadelphia. Hmm. But uh, it's pretty decent. I mean, it's it's a lot of a uh, um, there a lot of narration. Like he's mostly talking like in his head. Like there's not a lot of dialogue. Pretty good start just, though. Overall. Yeah, it's a lot starts, of word balloons. It does there look like there's a lot of damn words there. It's okay. It's pretty dense for what it is because he's really setting a lot of stuff up, and you got this dad, and this kid, and there's Holy he's reading crap. his dad's diary to it's like, all, and it's not like only it's not words, but it's about like words. Holy crap! Yeah, it's it was hard a, to read. Words it was a dense too. read, like, and so I mean, it could have been paced a little better, probably. <laughs> but they got a lot of stuff uh, developed in this first issue to kind of give you a pretty good sense of the story. Jason Watson is watching. Hey Jason. Oh, hey Jason. So, but uh, yeah, Philadelphia number one. Check nice. it out. You do say you check it out. You recommend it. Yeah, apparently. Well, I mean, it's decent. If I mean, you like to read, if you like to read, if you like to read. <laughs> <laughs> well, that counts me out. I don't know whose turn it is. I think it's Don's. It's Don's. All right, I'll do. I'm just gonna. This is my last one. What? Last one. Yeah, I'm not gonna talk about that other thing because I don't even remember it. <laughs> the Wolverine Infinity Watch. It was kind of silly. So I read Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man 23 to like 28, I think. Is this the one that still has Craven brought back to life or something? Um, yeah, but this is the epilogue because that one ended. So 23. Did Craven is, die again? He did die again. Fuck. And now his 
cloned son or whatever is like craven now okay well that um, sounds like but i did fun. like that storyline that was pretty cool did you yeah okay and then after that they started like mysterio there's a mysterio story um of course there is and then there's a bunch of like all the um the beetle is like a female now um doc like ock there's like a female doc ock really there's like uh, there's all these female characters characters that, of the rage right now um and uh so they kind of there's a female electro 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 I didn't know there was a female electro there's a female electro yeah and since so when? Since, since I don't know recently since a while and mm. so it's female and electro. then dude I'm just like if I don't read any more spider if I don't ever buy a bre- another brand new spider-man like, yeah I'd probably be all right but you keep buying it but I do keep buying it because I don't know I was thinking about that because then I was like, well, maybe I just would stop buying Spider-Man, but then if there's like a cool creative team, then I would pick it up and read it every once in a while. You like Ollie, right? Oh yeah, I love Ollie, and that's what that's what I'm like. I'm like, well, there's a cool creative team on it right now, which is Spencer and Ollie, but uh, I don't know, man. It's just like same old thing. It's the same old thing, and now they've got Mary Jane back in there, and Peter Parker is like dating Mary Jane, and it's the same thing. They're trying to kick you in nostalgia mode. It's, You're so. It's oh, we're, I'm supposed to meet Peter for a show and he's late. <laughs> but uh, he's I guess he's roommates with um, Boomerang. Now, like Peter is roommates with Boomerang. Who the f and are these characters? Does he know he's Boomerang? Yeah. It's like is all it the bad guys are females now. But, yeah, but I guess Boomerang's trying to turn over a new leaf now. Oh. And he's like so not such a bad guy and I don't know what do you think Otley's gonna do after he's done with Spider-Man I don't know why I don't know <laughs> I have no well, idea I mean he's done he's on like they're on like issue 28 so he's but he's not doing every single issue I know but how long how many years <laughs> is he gonna do Spider-Man uh, probably as long as they pay him I guess I don't know huh. I mean interesting he was on Invincible for what I agree 8 years 10 years long how long did Invincible go mm-hmm. 144 issues. Yeah, a lot of so issues. So, like, 12 so. years? I know he jumped on yeah, after the first arc. He jumped arc. after, uh, yeah. So, so probably 11. So, probably a good 10th time. Uh, Lee didn't do all of Invincible? No. Yeah. Corey Walker oh, it was, was Corey Walker. Arc. At the beginning for, like, like the, the first, first six year or, or so. 12. Oh, but he, Brian Otley finished it out. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. uh, so he was on it for... So he had to have been on it for probably 11-ish years, 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 10, 11 years. I mean, what do you mean? What do you think? What is... I don't think he'll do Spider-Man for 11 years. I could be wrong. Well, no, I don't think he will either, but... I mean, what? What do, you, what do you think? I guess what I'm saying is I'd be curious to see what Otley does next. Batman. He might. He might jump to DC. Maybe he wants to hit is he an indie Marvel book exclusive? and he wants to do Spider. I, I don't know what his contract is. He didn't reveal that to me. He didn't reveal it to you? He didn't tell San me Diego? what his contract was. At San Diego, they didn't reveal that Ryan Otley was like Marvel... Exclusive. Exclusive. If they did, I didn't read that yeah. news blurb. Um, so there's this whole like um, female centric heroes. Villains. Well, they're villains. Villains. Sorry. And they like team. But Mysterio's still male. Yeah, but look at the one with the freaking yeah. flying rabbit or whatever the hell it was. Flying rabbit. Yeah. Oh See? yeah. They're I can't all remember. Females. She's not a flying rabbit. That's um. 
That's uh, what's her face. She's been around for a while. Okay, but all the rest, all of them are females. I don't remember Doc Ock becoming female. Is that one pregnant? I remember Doc Ock. <laughs> oh, no, that's her leg. She never, never that was her belly. Ever ask? <laughs> you never ask that. Come on, dude. Pregnant, dude. You know that. Jeez. Just asking. Well, you don't. Awkward. Sharon Tate was pregnant. That yeah, is true. But if you don't know the person and you don't know that they're pregnant, you don't ask if they're pregnant. I don't do. you know that? I, I do know that, but right. it's a comic book character. She's not going to get offended. She can't <laughs> hear me. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. Anyway, it's Spider-Man. Uh, the Kingpin is after Boomerang because apparently Boomerang has some secret or something over the Kingpin who's now the mayor of New York City. Wow. Which happened, I think, in Daredevil at some point. He changed um, his name to Bloomberg. <laughs> no. <laughs> Alright, I'm done. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't wow. know why. I don't know why. I, yeah, I don't know either. Jeez. Alright, I better do a couple. I, I can't imagine. I only got one left. I read Umbrella Academy Volume 3, Ooh. Hotel Oblivion. I haven't read that yet. I have all the issues, but I haven't read it yet. I'm sure you haven't. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Um, it so, good? it's been a few years since I read Umbrella Academy. On the plus side, I watched the TV show, so I kind of... Did you watch the whole thing? I did watch the whole thing. I did. I liked it. I'm still on episode three. <laughs> I'm guessing <laughs> you're not getting past. Jeez. Anyway, so I kind of remembered some of it, but I didn't remember what happened in Dallas, because that was a did not happen, I don't think, in the TV show. So I wasn't 100% sure where we were at with the characters or where I was at, but I jumped in, the characters were there. They're all kind of split up in this, like they're not really together. Huh. Until the very end, probably. But Hotel Oblivion, there's like a... Apparently, Mr. Hargreaves, their dad, had created like a pocket dimension where he was like sticking all like um, the people that they captured, like the supervillains that they would capture. He's uh, bottom. In this Hotel Oblivion, well, of course, the sh- thing starts out that somebody breaks out of Hotel Oblivion and then everybody gets out. So it's basically kind of a... Let's go know, Avengers number them. one with Bendis where they jump, broke out of the raft and they got to round up all the villains type of thing. Yeah, but, or you know, Batman, Bane, where everybody broke out. Oh yeah, I didn't read that, but yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> so anyway, a bunch of supervillains break out. You never read Batman breaking breaking a Batman's back? You never read that? Mm, oh, maybe I did read that. That's when that happened. A bunch of villains broke out of Arkham. Yeah, and then Batman had to run around and catch all the villains. So well, he like was, it was twenty years. So ago, he was though, dead ass tired, and I that's never, how Bane got the. I never reread the breaking the the bat or whatever. You so never I mean, reread it. I mean, I'm sure I read it when it came out, but I never reread it, so it doesn't really stick in my brain. Like I haven't read it for twenty five years. I haven't either. Long but, time. Like, I, remember. I remember it. All right, cool. It made that um, much of an Anyway, so that's the basic broken. story. Like, but there's a lot of other Bat stuff going on. Back. Like rumors trying to like repair her like marriage sort of. And they all got their own personal crap going on as well. Of course. But yeah, this one was a little disjointed and kind of confusing compared to where I remember of the other two. But maybe if I had read the other two recently, it would have helped. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. That yeah, usually works out. But right? it was still pretty good. By the end of it, I kind of felt like I had my footing and I kind of understood what was going on well good that's good yeah cool I'll was, read it it was solid I'll read it for the next one and I'll tell you I'm always up for more Umbrella great. Academy are you sure I like Gabriel Law and so. um the music guy that wrote it Gerard Way Gerard Way, Gerard Way. I like some of his stuff I'm I'm not sure how I feel about Doom Patrol or not I mean I liked it kind yeah, of I, but I bailed on that thing I after like 
I read the fade out. Fade out. Yes. I do not. If I read this before, I certainly don't remember it. Um, is this the alien one? No. There is nothing to do with aliens in this. That's fatal. So, oh, fatal. Yeah. This one is here again. On this is perfect to talk about on this particular podcast that we started with once upon a time in Hollywood because this is. Ed Brubaker's little love story to Hollywood, especially the early but it's days. Like it's like 30s, 40s, right? Stuff. Or is it 50s? Uh, oh, okay. It's Yeah, it's much earlier. Yeah, I would say uh, it's probably 50s, 50s. 40s, something okay. in that range. You know, it, I think it's 50s because it's taken place after one of the world wars, I believe. Oh, okay. Because the one writer served in the war. So it could either be back. the 20s or so, the 50s. Uh, you're right. You're right. But I think it's more I think it's more in that, that 50s era because it's the calm it's, it's, the it's after one of the wars yeah. so yeah. Yeah. You're, the you're right you're right no he's right but you're right. we were just but as 50s. i'm thinking about it i'm narrowing it down and it's all about the red scare uh, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. in hollywood so that's definitely the 20s then no <laughs> that would be the 50s yes i would agree with drew on that one but that, that's where the thing is, is that it's kind of that thing where he's he's kind of trying to kids pay attention history class well He's talking a lot about history I of know. Hollywood in there. And he's trying to write a story that involves a lot of the history, the historical area, era or the goings on during that time. So, you know, there's basically in this case, there's an FBI agent that's kind of undercover, you know, as trying to find out and, and find out who's communist and whatnot. But of course, you find out that that Russian or that FBI agent isn't, isn't exactly the I don't think nice to characters. He's pretty shady, you know, and things like that. Uh, part, uh, while this is enjoyable, it's you know, my least like, favorite Brubaker. I book. would uh, totally agree with you. It on doesn't that. mean it's bad because no, it's still book is better. Awesome. Than, it's still better than probably a ton of things out there. It's still engaging. He's a great writer to keep you moved in it. But it's Ooh, it's boobies. kind of this strange, you know, who done it thing. But I think in his try to kind of get you immersed in the era at the time you lose some of that whodunit throughout as is well. Is this the one where yeah. the dude's like a cartoonist? No. He's a writer for movies. Writer. Mm. He's a screenwriter. And he's not very good at it, so he has a guy who's kind of doing the writing for him, and then he's taking the credit for it in some ways. But... 15 years? It's a bit more complicated than that though too i mean <laughs> it's a bit more complicated the the overall essence of the story though is that I remember this at, at the at the no, beginning at the beginning this poor screenwriter wakes up from you know a nice night of partying and finds out that this blonde movie star is dead and her, her house or whatever and he happens to be there and he doesn't remember anything else about it you know and then it's the whole thing of how hollywood at the time was covering up this type of stuff. He he's seen definite marks on her neck, like she had been strangled. But yet they everybody says that it's a suicide that happened. And so it's him throughout the rest of the book trying to figure out who actually killed her and trying to narrow things down. But he's a screenwriter and he's an awful private detective. So he does not understand what the heck, or he, every guess that he makes tends to find out to be wrong until almost the very end. She's so. It's, it, like I said, it's a good story, um, but I, I, he was trying to mix the history of Hollywood at the time with this whodunit story, and I don't know that it, it, 
would you say it maybe drags a little in some places? I don't know what it is. It, maybe with the whole... Yeah, it, it's been a while since I read it, but I just remember it being not like the page turn. That that's right, that's right. Are. It took a little bit for me to get going in it, and once I did, I, I really, you know, I enjoyed it, but it still didn't feel like your typical whodunit type of thing. I mean, god dang. I think, and maybe, I'm, I'm sure that was part of their goal, you know, type stuff, but the poor old screenwriter that this kind of centers on is not the most, he's, he's very, very flawed, and he's definitely an awful private investigator. So, you know, it's definitely different than any of those type of whodunits because he's wrong every damn step of the way. So, she has knuckles. Yes. So, uh, like I said, it, it's still good, though. It's a good read, just maybe not one of the best of, uh, at least not my fa one of my favorites from Brubaker. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree. I just don't remember it. Yeah, see, so it's you probably read it too. Memorable. It's and not real memorable. I think that I pulled the trigger on the Discord cover. Probably not. You probably single issue. Could be wrong. Because you probably well, know, but I double dip on a lot of the Brubaker it's stuff because I like the hardcovers. But it's true. It's no. hardcover. No, the back is kind of neat though because there again, it's doing a lot of the history of Hollywood, yeah, you know, and especially that whole little part where it it's really talking about um, what is it? Uh, God, I can't think of the guy. That There's, takes me off because he was it's like, a wonderful life guy. Is that uh, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart? Stewart? Yeah, where he's talking about him and his time in the, uh, I think, the Air Force or something like that, a little bit, and the fact of how he didn't want to, you know, really take credit for being in the Air Force and, and stuff. Hmm. Uh, and that some of his better movies came out actually after the war, you know, and stuff and things. So. MTM. I, I guess Dorothy. I would kind of read some of that. I, I breezed through some of those ones that were at the back. Gotcha. Errol Flynn, Buckwheat. There you go. Go ahead. Oh, I didn't know oh. if you wanted to just yell out oh. names. Oh, slice yeah. of Life tale? That is, no. This is not a Slice no. of Life <laughs> This is uh, Jake Smith's hey, This Offbeat Town. Let me just ask you a question. Oh, my God. What? What? You know that I read this. And yes, you read it. the single issues, and you said... You should read this. I was like, I will. I will buy the trade. Well, will. I just wanted to make sure that you knew that I've read this. Yeah. And that Don, I did you read it this? On the podcast. Yeah. Because I'm like, you're going to go like, oh, this is the greatest fucking thing ever. Definitely not did you say like it? that now. I loved it. it was, oh, okay. It was the it's pretty greatest cool. thing ever. It's not the greatest thing ever. No, it's cool, though. It's fun. It's pretty fun. Um, it's basically, it's kind of like John Wick, basically. There's this guy. <laughs> it is. Exactly and, like John Wick. But he happens John to be a Wick. monkey. But in, did his dog die? His dog did not die, but everybody like in there's like a bounty on his head. They did steal his car, and they stole his car, and they're everybody's oh, chasing wow. him. So he's basically running around, and people have a bounty on him chasing him. And uh, it's only four issues. It's fairly action packed. There's a lot of chases and shootings. You reviewed this? Explode heads I exploding. Not this at all. Uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, Jake Smith is a really great... Uh, Did you review this, like, years ago? No. no just a few weeks ago. <laughs> Probably, like, in... A couple months ago. October. God, October, my mind is so crap. But anyway, it's a pretty I, fun. It's a lot of action. Like I said, a lot of... The art... The cartoon is really cool. It's just kind of over-the-top kind of stuff. It's like a weird mix of, like, futuristic and, like, and John monkeys. Rick. And it's just kind of, like, all these cool things he kind of just threw in together that make no real sense. I'm pretty sure I picked world. those up at uh, Free State. Yeah, Free State. Uh, That's where he bought it. That was an October show, right? I believe so. So you wow. would have reviewed it after that. Um, but yeah, uh, the one, if I had a criticism, I mean, 
it's like there's just a lot of cursing for like no reason. Like it's like it's kind of like fuck? it's kind of like <laughs> when a twelve year old first learned to figure out how to curse, and it's just like it's everything like f this, f that, screw the. I mean, it's like every other word, and it's like. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. I mean, I'm just not 12 anymore, so it's just not really necessary. I mean, Jake uh, Smith's a pretty young guy, you know, so maybe he's just kind of letting loose and thought it was funny and cool or whatever. I think it's funny. And it's not bad. I mean, I don't care. I listen to cursing. It doesn't offend me or anything. It's just... <laughs> it just felt a little over the top. How about that? This is like when... Um, but it, it, the book is very over the top, so it fits the mood of the book because the violence is very over the top and everything well, that's is over the top. It was like when... Um, Marvel finally lifted the code, and they did like. And that, Garth Ennis did, did a book. The Max line. Oh yeah. yeah. And they just and had to say every, every yeah. other word was f this. Vertigo was kind of like that too. Mm. Part of that's just Garth Ennis. I was gonna say it's Garth. No, it was every Max book. I know. Though. It wasn't well, Garth Ennis write yeah. every Max book. I don't think so. I think he did. Hmm. So anyway, it was it was fun. Check it out, Jake Smith, the Softbeat Town. I think you can get these on his Etsy shop. So if you Google Jake Smith, and you can find them. Yeah. Or you should have been at Air Capital. Or be at Air Capital, and, you, and you could picked it up. I don't know. It's Devils Do Comics publisher, so maybe you can get it like on Amazon. Hmm. Probably. So, but if you want the single issues, Etsy. So I think he self published the single issues, and then Devils Do put out. The I bought the single issues. I don't want single issues because I'm cool. You are cool. I'm very cool. So let's talk about this real quick. Undiscovered Country number one. I'm yeah. not really going to talk about the book because I don't really remember what happened, but um, it's okay. basically... Made an impression. Actually, now that I say that, a little bit came back. It's another hey, kind of... It does look like it is available on Amazon for only like $14 or something like nice. that. But then again, it also says like there's only one available what or one God. left. <laughs> well, Devil's Do Comics more on the way. order it's, it now. It's $13.42 with, with Prime even. Nice. So. Well, there you go. Order it now. Undiscovered Country. This is the hot new book by Scott Snyder, Charles Soule, and Ajiyazupi Kamakoli. I don't know how to say his name. Uh, so good it took two massive writers to write. Yeah. Really? So basically Isn't that a Star Trek movie? This is another post apocalyptic type thing. <laughs> the United States shut its borders, completely stopped communicating with the rest of the world like many years ago. Say what? Right? The United States shut their borders, completely stopped communicating with the rest of the world. It's gonna happen next year, dude. A bunch of years I, ago. That's what I thought's happening now. So then I think like the Asian area formed like a big conglomerate and then Europe formed like a big conglomerate. And basically, they've been kind of at each other's throats since then. The U.S. has just, like, hands off. We don't talk to anybody. We don't even have diplomats around the world. Nobody knows what's going on in the United States. Wow. Well, there's some, like, big virus or something that's, like, raging through uh, Asia and Europe. And they're trying to figure it out, like, because it's killing a bunch of people. It's going to wipe out the world and destroy civilization. So anyway, they get a transmission from the U.S., who hasn't talked to them for many, many years, saying, hey, we, we, we can help you out. Come to our country, blah, blah, blah. And so they bring, like, a hot team of contingent to send to the u.s to figure out what's going on and how they can get their help and that's the basic purpose of this thing I so it's kind of east to west ish you know like hmm. with the kind of it kind of has that vibe post-apocalyptic futuristic everything oh it's coley the whole world order has kind of been shifted a little bit so just happy coley it's fine what i think was what i wanted to comment more than the actual book itself was it sold like i don't know it's like the biggest image launch for like copies. five years like it sold like eighty nine thousand, which is huge for like an image book or whatever really you know and they're saying how it's like the hot new book and all that it's like well, i was thinking about that today and i'm like well the people who ordered it were retailers right like no one actually read the book and so it's not like there's been a huge response from the people who actually 
read the book. It's like retailers ordered it because they thought it would sell. And I think it did go to the second printing. But all the people who bought it, it's not like they read it before they bought it or they knew what they were getting. It's a brand new concept. So basically, the way to sell comic books is to just market well. It has nothing to do with the end product. Like if this book sells like at issue 10 anywhere near this, that would be an accomplishment, right? Because the people who bought it liked it enough to keep buying it. But hmm. this doesn't I mean, really look like Giuseppe Camicoli. Uh, yeah, he's got kind of a different style. Um, anyway, I just thought that was interesting. It's like this super successful book, but, but right, all the people who bought it, it's not like it's not like they're being sold. But isn't some but, of it based off of the solicitations and things? Sure, but I mean, so if but, if if I'm a who reads solicitations, I don't know. I no, guess the but but here's the thing. Do. Exactly. So if the retailers do that in whatever, and they see that there's a big chunk of people already doing their pre sale for it would they try to pick up a bit more though as well yeah probably but i, don't I mean know how many, i'm sure that they would be trying to track people, these ebbs and flows of certain things i think we're oddballs that we actually pre-order like i don't think most people you don't do think that. most people pre-order? Oh, i think i think more people than not do because yeah i don't know but I my so question too, is you said it went into a second standpoint. printing it did so, so they sold out so they sold out yeah of the 89,000 copies and sure. they needed more because the retailer is not going to order second printings unless it's sold out. Unless it's sold out. Yeah, I agree. So it obviously so, sold through. So that's good. But I mean, the people who bought it hadn't read it yet. No. What does that have to do with anything? It's kind of like if a movie opens up and has a huge opening weekend, well, it doesn't really matter. If the movie has no legs, it doesn't mean anybody actually liked it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't mean the movie's any good. They're unloaded. I mean... Everybody who went to go see it hadn't seen it yet, so I mean, it's not like... Well, it could be that everybody's just speculating. That could be, too. It's Snyder. And, Snyder and... And Snyder has a huge fan contingent, obviously. And it could be that everybody just ordered the number one. Yeah. Could be. They're not it's going to order number, number one. two. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Jason's listening, or he was. Sure. He's a retailer. Yeah, like I said. He might have some insight. True. So anyway, I just thought, that's just a thought that occurred to me, that the way to sell a bunch of books is just market it well. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, that's probably <laughs> I mean, universal, isn't it? I guess. Wow. The way to have a successful I mean, movie is market it well. Wow, well, dude. I mean, it doesn't yeah, have to be good. You know, like, yeah. most of your customers are going to be, like, before they've even sampled the product or whatever. You that's know? what comics are now, though, because... At least with the movie, you get, like, a trailer. I mean... I don't know, but there probably were. I'm sure there were a couple of preview pages, but it's not like you really understood what you were buying when you bought it. Hmm. I mean, it's mostly sight unseen. So here's right that that sort of I I kind of understand what you're saying, but <laughs> I'm sitting. I went and saw the movie Midway. Oh yeah, sorry. That was fine. It was oh, good. Okay, good. But so I'm sitting there watching the previews. Ah, uh, stop for a second. What the hell right, are you talking so about now? Midway. You went to see Midway. So I went to see Midway, and they were showing previews. Oh, 30 fucking minutes of them. Oh my now. god, it was 30 minutes of commercial. Exactly. And another 15 minutes of previews. Oh, yep. Why did I even show up 10 minutes early? Don't, you don't need oh, to. Oh, do not go early. Fucking movie. If yeah. anything, go 2 minutes late. That's right. Anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's assigned seats anyway. So yeah. That's know. right. It's and real. there is easily 20 minutes of previews. Easily. Well, 25. AMC is the same way. I haven't been to AMC. Yeah, I've I been to AMC, it. and they are the exact same way. The Warren didn't used to be that way. The Regal is. You get two or three previews. terrible. Max. But anyway, so I'm sitting there, and I'm watching. They finally got through the commercials, so they get to the previews. Yes. And they showed a preview for Star Wars. 
episode. Rise of the Skywalker. Rise of the Skywalker, right? <laughs> Nine. Nine. And I'm like, who the, who the fuck is sitting in this theater and went, holy shit, there's a new fucking Star Wars movie coming out? <laughs> oh my god, it comes out in December? I'm coming back. But they still, still spend $100 million marketing that movie and advertising it. They do. I know, but why? Well, I they think need to there get are the... some people that don't know that aren't tied in like us. That's what I'm saying. We're the... not tied in like us. It's not even that though. <laughs> I think some of it is the constant reminder that this thing. It, when is it coming out? Because you go, yeah, I've seen that advertisement. Well, like, I know there's okay. one coming. When take, is that? Take our dad for example. Like he knows there's a stars movie out. He doesn't know when it's coming. You're That's gonna right. have to remind you him. You got to remind when it's people coming out. Constantly. He's not gonna like. He didn't like buy his tickets already for like December twentieth or whatever the day is. You haven't bought theirs like I did for a month ahead of time for yeah, the Warren twenty one. It blew my mind, dude. I'm like, but that's the joke. Really? I make. Every time I'm watching TV and like a commercial for like Star Wars comes on, I'm like, I turn the channel. Oh, I don't want to see I'm it. Like, ah! Oh, there's a new Star Wars movie coming out. Cool. I didn't know. You know, because I make that same joke. Because it's like, who doesn't know there's a new Star Wars movie coming out? <laughs> oh, thank God they're showing the, the new Star Wars movie. Because <laughs> otherwise, I haven't seen this 50 times already. <laughs> like, holy shit. This is true, but though. There are some people who aren't Dude. as. And you do need that reminder, though, I sometimes for certain I said people. this to somebody at work. This would be funny. As an experiment, Disney should, like, not market, like, the next big, huge movie at all. Do I no think trailers. Isn't that what they did with Solo? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look what happened there. Yeah. So, does, marketing does matter. So, I'm watching, I'm watching this Midway movie. Okay. And... You said, did George Lucas make that? It's just like Red Tails. I'm like, dude, this is just like freaking Star Wars. It's seriously, like Star Wars. I said this to somebody at work, and he's like, where do you think George Lucas got it? <laughs> Pretty much. But I mean, I'm like, it's serious. It's like TIE Fighters everywhere. It's like Zeros and everywhere, and the way they fly. And Death Star? I'm like, this, yeah, they had this big battle ship. They had, <laughs> they, to had to, they had to shoot they had to in a freaking hole the size of this iPad. Right. <laughs> No, I mean, seriously, like, I'm watching that movie going, this is Star Wars. Well, it's the dog just, fight part of Star Wars. It's, it's, just, like it's just real life. It's just not space. Like, it's... Well, yeah? You just figured out that it was dog fighting? So you're saying George Star Wars is true? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, when dudes, like, when when dudes, like, going straight down into a dive... You, like, you should watch it, you like, thing, documentaries. And then, like, there's just... Coming at, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm just sitting there watching it going, I'm watching Star Wars. It's just not science fiction. Wow. Did you watch the Netflix documentary Milius about John Hughes? No. I don't even know who John Hughes is. You should watch that. You would love it. Really? I like documentaries. It's about John Milius. You don't know who he is? No, I don't. I'm sorry. He's the one who wrote Dirty Harry. I'll be darned. Who wrote the line. You know, you feel lucky. Go ahead, punk. make my day. He also directed Conan the Barbarian. Hmm. Okay. And wrote it. Cool. And he's a good friend with George Lucas. And he made like a dogfighting movie, I believe, that made a huge impression on George Lucas. Yeah. Hmm. There you go. So it all ties together. It he does. Anyway, he was in that group with like Ford Coppola and Spielberg and Lucas. Like he was in their little clique. Cool. Nice. They all went to film school. Did you watch the ET? Reunion commercial? Yes, it's a five-minute commercial. Yeah. Yes. I don't watch commercials. Oh, you should watch this one. Yeah, not going to. Eh, Supposedly. You came back. 
It's 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 a good commercial. It's kind of amazing that they how much they spent on it. Yeah, I mean it's like five minute long little tale, but uh, and I still can't remember exactly what the hell it was for. But it's uh, Infinity X Infinity. Infinity. Yeah, I don't even know so, what it is. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't really tell you it what this tell is. You what it yeah, is in the bad commercial. commercial. Yeah. But it's a memorable commercial. It you is. Just but if you don't know, don't know what they what they're really trying it's, to push. It's a five minute. E.T. Movie. Sequel 2. Sweet. Yes. I, have you back. gone back and watched E.T. lately? No, It does I not hold up well. It's not oh, my kids really. do not like that. Well, at least my... Because <laughs> it doesn't hold up well. That is the problem. My son's like, it's like every other movie out there. And I was like, yes, but it was the first to do it. You know, <laughs> everybody else copied off them because it was so successful. You know, he's like, I've seen this tale a hundred times. <laughs> yeah, you probably have. And so... It's like the problem I have with Blade Runner because I read or I watched Blade Runner so late in my life that uh, I'm like, this is a slow version of whatever else sci-fi you know type I, thing. I watch that commercial and I'm like, I should go back and watch it. No, I don't feel that way. Don't do that. No. All right. Anything else? Don't you have more? That was no, it. I'm good. No, really? I'm You're sure? I'm gonna go. Okay. Get bed. What? I'm tired. All right. Uh, Sleepy. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye.